Uh, uh, David, uh, welcome to St Johnston. How delighted are you to be here? Uh, delighted over the moon. Uh, obviously, boyhood fan, so it's, uh, it's a dream come true for myself. <laughs> It's Wotherspoon's corner, Chesniak struggling, Stephen Anderson scores! Blood and thunder out there, here's Wotherspoon, so Goggett's the dummy, in comes the ball, and there is the goal! David Wotherspoon, he gets his first Canada goal! Great way to get your first goal for your country. Well, his adopted country. <laughs> we'll say it's his country. Hello and welcome to episode 71 of the Dogger Saints podcast, the year unofficial St. Johnson podcast. We're going all Canada and all World Cup today, but I can't do this by myself. Oh, no, no. I'm joined by the finest Canuck this side of Craigie. It's the Craigie Canuck, Danny Williams. Oh, hello there, you bunch of hoosers. Let's go and watch some soccer. Oh, I didn't realize you're a German on tour in Canada and telling some Canadians to go watch football. <laughs> If you listen back to the, some of the earlier episodes of the Dogger Saints podcast, when we did a feature called Doggers on Tour, you will realise that my Canadian accent is very similar to my Swedish accent. And you're Jamaican. Yeah. And Danish. Oh, he's Dan- Denmark as well. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty well. How are we? We good? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. How are you? Very well. Uh, not much Saints first team action happening, but we have got a pack show on the list. We're speaking to everybody. Oh, a smorgasbord, oh. if you will, of... Guess a who's he of all the personalities. We've got them all. Obviously, we're going to speak to Charlie King because he'll be doing a thing. So we will be going live to King Towers, the castle. We're going <laughs> to the castle to speak to Charlie King. If he doesn't call his house a castle, there's someone seriously. Uh, we are also going to Toronto to speak to somebody who's living the dream with Canada out there. Paul Harper, uh, he's an expat living in Canada. So a pretty good time to speak to him to see what's happening during the World Cup. We're also going to get first-hand view of the Wotherspoon camp itself by speaking to David's brother Ian, who's actually flying out to Qatar to watch the last match. But we've got loads and loads and loads of stuff happening. We've got Club Shop of Shames coming back this week. We've got George O'Boyle and the Royal. And we have got the launch of our massive 2023 prize bungle with the first four items going in the hat. The first four. Not just one or two, the first four. That's more bang for your buck. Baby. Yeah. It's mega. It's Kajunga. Back with a bang. And we need you on board. Indeed. Uh, we were supposed to have Keegan Parker this week. He, was, he wasn't really going to fit into a Canadian World Cup special episode, but we will get him on ASAP. So if you were looking for Keegan Parker this week, I apologize. But we are going very heavy. Basically, because when other time in the history of this podcast are we going to be able to talk about a Perth lad, a Saints fan at the World Cup with a country? Never, I would say. It's unlikely. Very unlikely. So we are going big on it. Oh, we've also got a special Lynn Hogan produced halftime show extravaganza. I mean, what more could you want other than, you know, Sam Miller turning out at the 2026 World Cup to become the second Perth lad there, turning out for, I don't know, probably not Scotland, but... Could be Northern Ireland. My grand's Northern Irish. There we go. What more could you want? Exactly. But none of this, all of this content forthwith would not be possible if it wasn't for the fine, fine people at Flonix. You know by now, Flonix offers flexible IT support, professional IT project delivery, and expert IT advice. IT stands for information technology, Dan. 
It does. And if you did ICT at school, yeah. that was information communication technology. That was before my time. We were on the cusp of the kind of computery stuff. So we, we were still pretty big on the woodworking. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we did woodwork. All very good at it. Mr. Esselment was our teacher. He was from Bridge of Iron. Like David Witherspoon. All ties in. All ties in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, but... The main thing uh, we should talk about Flonix this one is this online auction is still on the go. As you are well aware, if you listened to last week's episode, his wife, uh, Ashley, had a brain tumor and they're trying to send her off to a specialized center and uh, research center in Hull and they're trying to raise as much money as possible and they're doing that through a silent auction where there is over 100, that's right, 100 different prizes you can bid on there. So go on to ashleylam.co.uk. I'll spell it out once. Somebody had asked me what the website was. I didn't know whether they were taking the piss or not last week online. Who knows? Who knows? But it's A-S-H-L-I-E-L-A-M-B.co.uk. There's got to be something that takes your fancy. It's not just St. Johnson stuff. There's loads of eats and the rest. There's even hospitality at Saints for four. Get yourself a bargain. Get yourself down there. Oh, it's unbelievable. And we've got to give massive kudos to, to Dan and Ashley for all the work in getting this together. I mean, it's fantastic. So get yourself on, have a look. You might see something that tickles your fancy and you'll be donating to a fantastic course, contributing to a tremendous course. So get yourselves, have a look. Sam's just giving you the website. It's ashleyland.co.uk. I will not be spelling it out because I don't want to be Mark Weedy. But, you know... You can just you can just scroll it back. Indeed. Uh, and if you think, oh, you think maybe think the bids are going to be too high or you've not got much cash, I've also got a Just Given page just if you want to throw some cash their way to help out. I'll give you the details at the end of the episode. But it's time to crack on. There is some St. Johnson news. There is games getting played. Remember we spoke to young Kyle, who he was for the under-16 Saints team as they won the Scottish Youth Cup final. Lovely guy. Yeah. Cracking young lad. Indeed. And now most of these players have progressed to the under-18s where they were playing on Saturday on the all-weather pitch. We'll get to that situation later. Mm. Against Falkirk for a place in the quarterfinal. And they only ran out 6-1 winners. A shellacking, if you will. Yeah. Must a be, real shellacking. It must have been uh, mixed feelings for Liam Craig, who's in charge of the under-18s, being a, a Falkirk guy. But a great result. And hopefully that... I, I know a lot of the players came from the, the under-16 setup that won the cup last year. So congratulations to them. And also congratulations to the St. Johnson women's team who ran out 3-2 winners against Sterling at Genefield, not McDermott Park as it was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. That was a thing. But no, but a good win, a 3-2 win, no matter where you're playing. That's that's the important factor. And a couple of goals for our pal, friend of the show, Jade Greenshields. Somebody, more comebacks than Rocky Balboa and Lazarus put together, that woman. She was, she was in New York last week, and I heard she had stopped playing, but she's back. She scored two goals. You can't keep a good Jade down. You can't. Um, the Jade Garden. Jade from Little Mix. And Jade Greenshits. What a free ball. What a free ball, life. Right? <laughs> we go again. We go again. But a good, a great victory. A great victory for the, for the women's team and a great victory for the young'uns over the weekend so all is well with the saints we'll just wait until the first team get back yes but in the meantime there is a lot of world cup action on at the moment we have got a representative at the world cup and david Wotherspoon. but i think we should go speak to shall we find out what's going on with them find out what's happening because i've got some questions to ask certainly about some uh, body here yeah but i've got one big question to ask right and I will say it in French first because you speak French in Canada. 
as well as English. Où est la coulier? Where is the spoon? <laughs> because he's, like, he's not being seen, so we better find out what he's up to. Yeah, let's find out, and let's go straight to him. It's my friend and yours, the second time on the show, it's Ian. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very well. Thank you uh, for coming on again. You're a t- two-time participant on the show. I am indeed, so I know. Just, uh, can't believe it's been so long since the last time. I thought I was uh, getting uh, not not well not well reviewed from the first time round. You are off to Qatar. Yeah, I am, yes. Wednesday. Flying visit. Two days. Nice. But your mum and dad are over there just now? Yes, they are. Uh, mum and dad and David's wife, Sophie, and the three kids. They went across. They went across just in time for the first uh, first group match there. So they've they've had a, a week and a half out there. Um, but they're absolutely loving it. Where are they staying? Are they staying in one of these big, massive shipping containers, or have they actually got decent digs? No, no, they've got decent digs. They've been well looked after by Canada Soccer. So uh, yeah, and uh, thankfully I'm staying in the same digs as them when I arrive. So um, all is good. Nice. See, I've... you're saying thankfully, maybe thankfully for you, but I want to. <laughs> I had visions of you in one of these tarpaulin tents. <laughs> to be fair, I would I'd probably be at home in one of them if I was being honest. Like being away on a Scotland trip, that's kind of like what it would be like. I'd be quite happy in one of them. <laughs> now, have you have you spoke to David since he has been over? Yes, uh, yeah, spoke to him a couple of times. Messages him on WhatsApp pretty much every day, just randomly. Um, <clears throat> uh, so he's he's loving it. He's having a great time. Obviously disappointed and frustrated with the way the results have gone, but they're being well looked after. They're, he's getting time to see the family as well. And I think after every match day, they go and see the families. Um, and they've been training either morning or night, not right in the heat. It's not been too bad in that sense. And uh, yeah, he just loves being around the guys that are there. Um, his, his teammates, they, they get on with them so well and they're all, they're all well respected. So it's, it's really good for him. It seems like uh, quite a good bunch of guys. Like the more we watch them, the more there there seem to be household names like your Johnson and Kamal Miller and David and Davies and all these guys. That they're becoming proper household names. They are. They are. They're they're really talented squad that they've got there, and a lot of them are young as well, which is great. It's and with the fact that Canada, USA, and Mexico have got the next World Cup in four years' time, it, it bodes really well for them. Um, I think they've already automatically qualified through that. So, so yeah, they've got something then to build forward. They've got they've got managed to get some World Cup experience uh, this this year, and then they've got a really good squad, and they've got um, a lot of younger players uh, on the fringes as well, young talents in Europe playing for European teams. Some players that are maybe dual nationals that they are maybe trying to lock down, uh, persuade them to, to to go and play for Canada rather than another country. Um, John Herdman's been really, really good at that. He's got two or three to commit to the cause um, and he's really got everyone to buy into what they're all about and you can see how close they are, tight-knit groups, you know, with the huddles after the games and what they go. They do that after every game. They get really in, in there and just talk about things and just, uh, you know, as a team, uh, they're really well connected and they're just all in it together and it's a proper brotherhood they've been calling it a brotherhood and it is they've, they've done they respect each other there's no big heads no egos no nothing like that so um, yeah it's just a great squad they've got there very St Johnston like as the way you described it as a, a, they're not no standout superstars just a bunch of hard working individuals basically something uh, Spinny well, will be used to that, yeah well that's it that's it he's, 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 you, you, you guys know as well you, um, for Saints you know there's any sort of big heads that come in 
they they'd never last long in the dressing room because that's not what Saints are all about. And actually, that's what Canada's kind of adopted the same. You're quite right to point that out. That's exactly right. And you know, that's what's good for David. There's no, you know, he gets treated like Alfonso Davies gets treated. It's the same way. It doesn't matter who you are, what you're, you're there to play for Canada, that you're re- representing the country. Um, So, you know, uh, you're well looked after and well respected. Quick question now that I've just thought about it for some reason. Um, When they first went out there in their first training session, they all had vests on. And Spinney had very hairy shoulders. He now doesn't have hairy shoulders. Can you shed some light on that? Uh, no, but I will ask the question when I'm out there uh, and I will get you an answer and get back to you. Please do. Um, it's going to bother me now, you see, so I'm <laughs> going to have to ask him that. <laughs> the first question you there'll ask him, you've not seen him for weeks. Like sort of, there'll be like some sports science reason for it, but I don't really know what it is. Aerodynamicism. This. <laughs> Aerodynamics, yeah. Could be it. Could, shave could. the legs. You know, so Dude. footballers shave the shoulders. Yeah, something like that. See, I'm not, and I'm never going to shave my back because if I ever go bald, I'm just going to kind of back comb it up and over off my back. So <laughs> I'll always have a, a head of hair. So which will be. Well, should, <laughs> so what, a beast. what a beast. <laughs> Let's talk about did the. Did they ever tell you that, man? Sorry. No, sorry. Carry on, Dan. No, did they ever tell you that? So a mate of ours, um, a mate of all three of us, Max, right, Gary, we were out in Brody Ferry a few years ago. Well, it was a long while back. It was pre-COVID times. And we're in the pub, and I was at the bar. Uh, it was my round. And Marx just goes in front of this whole sort of a local's pub. He goes, you've got a really hairy back, Dan. But just at the point when the pub fell silent. Oh, that's nothing worse. <laughs> it was, honestly, I've never wanted to deck someone as much in my life. Called out. So let's talk about the the game so far and the game coming up. Uh, the first game against Belgium, everybody was I wouldn't say surprised, but they were delighted about how well Canada played, but they just couldn't couldn't get that ball in the net. But what a what a, a f- initial performance from from the team. Yeah, uh, it was it was really good. And you know what, I I wasn't surprised by the performance. Um, you know because I've, I've been watching them grow over the past since David started playing. And seeing the team and, and watching their, their qualifying campaign, as the time went on, they just got better and better and they had more belief in, in themselves. Um, and, you know, the talent, you touched on it earlier, but the talent they've got in the squad, they're becoming household names. Some of them, I think, are going to get transfers either in Jan- uh, January or the summer to, to big clubs. You know, Jonathan David's getting talked about for Man United and all that kind of thing. So it wasn't a surprise to me, but I was desperately unlucky that they didn't take anything from that game, you know. I think you could see their their weaknesses is maybe maybe in defence just slightly. If you were going to pick an area where they're maybe not, um, you know, as 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 got as depth much depth and as and talent there, but the midfield and forwards are very talented. It wasn't a surprise that they put that kind of performance in, but I was absolutely delighted to see it because you know it was good. People weren't sure about them or what they were going to do, but they they really showed what they they could do uh, in that game. Exactly right. I uh, pick on the guy at the back called Miller. Eh, it's always a Miller thing. We're <laughs> we're always to blame somehow. The Belgium get you, which we have to say thank you for inviting us along, uh, booked out the back room of the Dogger uh, to celebrate, to watch the match yesterday uh, against Croatia. And there was a oh, good 70-odd folk around the back of there, all kitted out in their red and white. What, a, what an occasion. Yeah, it was a, it was incredible. Um, you know, we, we weren't sure. I kind of earmarked it um, over, uh, over a month ago, maybe well, a couple of months ago, actually. Obviously, we didn't know if David would get picked in the squad. We didn't know how he was recovering, how it was going. But I'd penciled it in the diary at the Dogger uh, to to have the back room because there was only game at the weekend. So I thought oh, if we can get if David does get picked and get to go, I know the family will all the all my family, man, it's my uncles, cousins, grandparents, or my granddad. Sorry, he would jump at the chance 
to come and obviously invite all the boys from the dog or all our pals that are there um, to come and watch the game. But the fact that everybody got right behind it and right into it to come down, get their kitted up in the red and white, you know, and support the team. And even, you know, there was no, obviously there was no guarantees David would get on and he didn't. And that's just, that's just the way it is. It's part of being a team player, but it just showed him and them, some of them and some other Canadians maybe watching uh, my Twitter feed that, um, you know, that there was other people right behind him, you know, and it was just amazing to see him very humble and, and uh, touching for everybody to get right behind him. And the support from Perth in general and Saints fans as well, watching him and, you know, uh, uh, watching the Canadian teams has been absolutely fantastic. Going into the Morocco match, a match you before you might have thought would be your best chance to get a, a very good result, but they came off the back of a cracking victory against Belgium. Now, mm-hmm. are they, do you think, going to go out and uh, play the, the first line again to try and get something out of this to, to kind of so they don't go away with three defeats? Or are they going to give a chance to play some fringe players? What's your thinking behind uh, Herdman's well, selection for this one? So I I think I think that he's they're kind of still trying to as such make history in a way because that was their first on the, the Davies's goal the other night was the first World Cup goal they've ever scored in the men's the men's game at a World Cup. So that's the first one. So they've ticked that box. The now is to try and get some points. So. I think he will be selecting a very strong team because I think he'll be wanting to at least, you know, try to win the game, uh, obviously. But at least if he can get a point and get a draw, that's something another box ticked as well. But a win would be would be a big thing. I think he'll make two or three changes. I think he'll have to because I think two or, the, two or three is midfield there. The other night were, were uh, gubbed with injuries um, and they had to come off. So I think he'll will make two or three changes and freshen it up. And then maybe see how the game goes. Maybe hopefully... Some of the other guys like David, or there's two, or three, or four others that haven't uh, got got to the field yet. They might get a they might get a chance to get on the pitch. Maybe not, but he'll want to win the game. So I think he'll put out a strong team. Exactly, and that was basically taking my my last question there. It's like, what, what's the chance? Do you think um, David will get a run out? Uh, I think he's, he's. I think he'll have a good chance. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't either. Just just the way it goes, he's very. You know, he, he has the coach has taken it very seriously, and he's wanting to win the game. So you know, he'll pick his best eleven that he thinks is right. Um, but hopefully, he can get a chance to come on. That would be great, and even better if I'm there to see it. it would be you know, ice on the cake for me uh, to be at that moment, even if it was for five minutes or something. It's amazing to say that he's been to a World Cup uh, <laughs> with a team. Uh, but the fact that if you could say I've played at World Cup, that's just you know, just that wee bit better, I suppose. Uh, yeah, but as as you say, to to even be involved in it in the first place, being a local, at maybe the only player from Perth ever to appear at a World Cup. There can't be can't be many, if any, before. Has no, there been? Uh, yeah, no, exactly. I, I don't know. There were there was talk of somebody else. I can't remember who it was. I read on Twitter the other day, but but yeah, but I don't think there's fake news. Uh, there maybe one. But no, it could be. I don't know. But um, yeah. But again, it just shows you for for all all, all the kids, the boys and girls watching play football at a young age, doing it. You know, it, it can happen. You know, it's if you if you apply yourself, get a bit of luck as well, maybe along the way. But you know, if, uh, be ambitious. You know, be ambitious. You never know. That is a perfect way to end it. And also that if you go out there and you've got hairy shoulders, <laughs> you're going to come home and they're going to be smooth. <laughs> Is, do you know Charlie I'll Gleaves get the tip, got I'll get the tips for you? That is it. Charlie Gleaves, you know Charlie, don't you? Yes. Yeah, he's got one bald shoulder from carrying his gym bag on one shoulder all his days, apparently. <laughs> maybe 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 David's maybe maybe that's what we're missing. David's just been out there carrying all the bags with the balls and the kit and that, and it's just rubbed it off. That's all he's been doing. He's not actually in the team, they just gave him a place on the bench just for you know the crack. Like the water boy, like water water boy, yes, exactly. Water boy. Gatorade. Water sucks. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, there we go. We don't, we don't need any other answers, but th- hope you thoroughly enjoy your uh, your trip. Say hi to your mum and dad and uh, to Sophie and the kids for us. Um, we genuinely hope you have a great time out there. We'll keep in touch through it, and hopefully we'll get a wee report when you come back. Excellent. Thanks, lads. I Good, man. Do. Take care. Enjoy your trip. Thanks again, Spinny. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye. Cheers, Bob. Brilliant. Love Ian. Good guy. Ah, he's a great guy. I, d- I do enjoy the fact that Spinny... Sorry, Ian. We call it... He's Spoon it was. It's a, it's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so Spoonie's David and Ian Spoonie but anyway I like how he's on for a hat-trick ball yeah Is, has anybody had a hat-trick ball yet? Liam Ennis off of the Avonview podcast I never got my mug so he can go poke it <laughs> he keep they'll tell you I saw him a few weeks back he was through in Perth looking at a car because apparently he can only get a car in Perth because another pal of ours who was listening Craig sorts him out so he's <laughs> He won't buy a car from anyone else now. Uh, somebody else, um, um, I was going to say, Kev from my work went to the same guy because there was a dog or saint smug on his desk. Yeah. yeah. I, I work with that prick. It was his exact words. And I mean, he's not wrong. But yeah. So, um, and he says what I see every time, every time I see him. Oh shit, I forgot your mugs. This has been going on for since last October. Honest to God. I'm pretty sure they were still in the, the first division when we agreed to get a mug off him. But Martindale was still in the slammer. <laughs> <laughs> he punched council he punched council indeed but yeah uh, Ian what a guy really appreciate him coming on and the whole family is lovely eh? honestly Aid is about a million of them yeah as we discovered yesterday a lot of cousins there's a lot of woman's spoons I think the, um, I think half of five is somehow related to to Ian and David but um, more spins yeah. in a cut than a drawer exactly exactly but no, I love like great, great people, and it was um, yeah, and I'm just such a nice family. And as we said, as we keep saying, that's one of the great things about David making it to the World Cup is a he's such a lovely lad and such a good guy, but also it's just really nice for his family. They were all really good people, so yeah. And I like Canada. Also, I know you do, mate. So let well, right before we go speak to somebody else in Canada, let's 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 talk something St Johnstony. Let's go back to Terra Farma, solid ground. Let's go to this. It's George O'Boy on the Rock Rob. Before I go into that, though, do you know how like Christmas music starting on the radio just now? Like they're kind of getting slowly getting filtered in. I heard that song on a radio station today and just automatically thought of George O'Boy on the Royal. Hope other people do that as well as soon as they hear Winter Wonderland. Maybe they will. Who's to say? I think you're just pimping the fact your wife's radio station is just playing Christmas music exclusively now. No, I wasn't actually. I was, that was on gold. I listened to that today. Oh, right. Very like, good. Yeah, it was good. Tell you what was a good year for Christmas songs. 1974, 1975. In those two years, you had Wizard, you had Slade, yeah. you had Elton John, and you had something else, which else was mud, all within like two years of each other. Right. So a, a fact about stepping to Christmas... At the time, probably because of your, the competition that you've just listed, at the time, it properly flew under the radar and nobody really gave a shit. And then people stopped making like Christmas bangers. And you ended up with like a desire for new Christmas songs. So they went back to just ones that failed to make the cut in the 70s. There you go. Or failed to tickle the, char- tickle the top of the charts. Top of the hit parade. Anyway, that was really boring and I regret starting that. I don't. I think that's a good story. But I've, I've thought of another example of such a song, which is Kelly Clarkson's one, Underneath the Tree. At the time when that came oh. out, that was not a popular song, but it seems to grow more popular every year. Big fan of Kelly. See, that, that is a Christmas jazzer. It is. Kelly Clarkson doesn't do bad songs. Um. Right. Anyway, O'Boyle. O'Boyle and the Royal. And because we're, we're doing a World Cup kind of theme... <sighs> We're not going local for this one. 
Oh no, it ties into the whole theme of the episode. It is also quite possibly a Hall of Famer. So this one's come to us from Henry Leask. says, fellas, this is going to be as tenuous as it is unbelievable. You're not, you're not selling it so far, Henry, but you know. Oh, yes. <laughs> tenuous um, is good. I'm all for tenuous. But I assure you, it is gospel. Fucking Walking gospel, through man. the streets of, I can never pronounce this place's name. I don't know I'm going to do it wrong. Phnom Penh, which is the capital of Cambodia. I came across a cafe, the Haber Cafe. Hmm. It tickled my brain. Tickled ours too, Henry Lab. And George O'Boyle came to mind. I took a photo. As a sad Arab, right? Well, that's the end of that. What? What? <laughs> Dundee United fan. Let's move on uh, to <laughs> this. Oh, no, we're going to stick with us. Well, we might as well. We've got this far. Who listens into Danny Williams' dulcets on a weekly? On a weekly? Nah, he's pulled it back. He's pulled it back. A man of the city of discovery has pulled this back. You're, you're back. You're back in the tent. Former Saints, stay in mind. I thought Haber's coffee shop may be enough for a tenuous shout. Then shit got creepy. A friend of a friend from Edinburgh is general manager of a Cambodian premier team. I'm fascinated by the standard there. (laughs) I may need to investigate. So I went along in his company. As the teams walked out, I quickly pointed out, who the fuck is number 99? Good number. Got to be a good player. The flake sticking out of him. (laughs) For context, among the line of five-foot-something Paddy Craig types was a six-foot-something behemoth. Marcus Haber, his friend replied, he used to play with Dundee in St. Johnston. He continues, fucking hell, I reply. Danny's face in my head by this stage. Nobody needs that. Nobody needs my mug popping into your head. I tried to tell him as normally and as swiftly as possible about my propensity to listen to 10 years of the Scottish football podcast every week. Oh, Boyle. Max in TK Max, it said. <laughs> when we're going to rename this, Max in TK Max. <laughs> that, that, that didn't last. Needless to say, this jam tart wasn't taken aback. We've got a Dundee United fan and a Hertz fan at a Cambodian Premier League game. <laughs> one of which getting very excited about Marcus Haber because of our podcast. I love that. Amazing. Anyway, we go again. If this story wasn't good enough, Gets Who better. scored the winning goal? It's not over. This, I think we've still got a while going. If this story wasn't good enough, and it was, who scored the winning goal with 15 to play? Glancing a header to the back post to extend his side's lead at the top of the table. None other than M. Haver Esquire. Brilliant. What a day. What a man. And what a man you are, Henry. Fantastic. But Henry actually said if we didn't believe him, and we did. <laughs> Who are we to judge? Yeah, we're not. We're very trusting souls here on the Dog and Saints podcast. He has sent us photographic evidence of both the Haber Cafe. It's a lovely little spot, actually. I mean, apart from the bins and paint pots. And also of uh, the ground, which is, it's an old school looking affair. (laughs) Can't be that. A bit gay field about it. It, There is a bit of gay field about it, yeah. Nice, but yeah, be a bottle of bins and painting sounds like sounds like my workshop. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much it. But so, right did Haber own Haber Cafe? Do we know this, or is it just a I mad coincidence? I think it's. I don't think it's a mad coincidence. It might be a mad coincidence, actually. We don't know, right, Henry? If you're listening to this, we need more info. Does Marcus A. Haber own Haber's Cafe? You'd think so, surely. You'd think so. You'd think it's his side hustle out there. <laughs> he has um, actually very kindly 
offered to put... Now, I think... I thought he was on about his mate. Oh, no, he says I can get his contact through my mate. Yeah. We probably should have thought about this before we did a Canada-based episode, to be perfectly honest. Well, it's all worked out great. Marcus Haber's Canadian. We're doing a Canada-based World Cup special. Everyone's a winner. We get to speak to a former player, maybe at one point, and an hour coffee shop owner. That's a dream. We can clarify whether he is a coffee shop owner. This is unconfirmed. If anybody else has been to Cambodia recently, please find out if Haber's Cafe is run or owned by Marcus Haber. But if you see anybody at all, doesn't need to be in Cambodia. You don't need to go all the way out there. But they did play for St. Johnson. But you need some examples of where you've seen these guys and what they've been up to. You know the draw by now. We've did this 70 times before. It's Danny Williams. Sam, listeners, I got to tell you, I've been thinking about this and I've been thinking many examples this week just to get you, just get you going, just to get you fantasizing and tantalizing about where you've seen these Saints. Now I'm thinking, we've got the World Cup on at the minute, the Coupe de Monde, if you will. I can't really think of many World Cup links because I used my two good ones last week. But I'm thinking global. I'm thinking we're going big, big global Saints. We're having it. We're having it large. So if you've ever seen... I've just reread this. <laughs> Have you ever seen Pop Sensation and Perennial Hit Parade Merchant Rihanna using halftime in the Ghana versus South Korea game to record a cover of Don't Go Breaking My Heart with Jamie McCart? Have <laughs> you ever seen this? <laughs> I think this happened. I think he's out there. You come and see us. You come and let the boys know. And I'll tell you how. I'll tell you how. I'll let us know in a minute. But if you, I'll give you another example first. So have you ever seen deposed former Argentine president Juan Perón, who is now famously dead, living it up big time, taking in Qatar versus Ecuador with Saint centre half John Mann? Have you ever seen this? Be there. John Mann's got to be doing something. <laughs> you come and see it. You come and let the boys know. I'm going to tell you how it has no. Dog Saints on Instagram. All the usual social streets. Dog Saints on Instagram. Dog Saints on Facebook. Dog Saints on Twitter. All of which are readily available on the internet. And you can and you make sure you're getting up to clean activities on the internet. So just logging on to all your usual social streams and chatting to the boys. Letting us know where you've seen the Saints. Woo! Get there! Lovely. That's... Big, big fan of that, Dan. Well done. Safe internet usage. Very important message. But do you know what it's time for, Dan? You don't know, but I'm going to tell you. It's time for this. We are officially launching our prize bungle for 2023. Our 2022 campaign for War Child garnished £2,000. Ridiculous amount. So... And that was, we did the pub quiz, we did our signed Saints top and a bottle of whiskey. So we are making this year's prize bungle the biggest, and we're actually going to have to tell the prizes in separate bits. Have you ever watched the Gadget Show? Oh, uh, yeah. Remember when they used to do the, the, the competitions on that, and they just used to like have 40, 50 prizes? Yeah. This is going to be very similar to that. So this year, we are hopefully raising a lot of cash for the charity Mind. Mind our mental health charity, and they're working to make sure that nobody has to face mental health problems alone. Um, people need their support. People need their support more than ever, and their demand for their services grow. And I think they received about 120,000 calls in the last year, and it's a it's a subject that's pretty close to all our hearts at the minute, um, and never been more vital. So we are going to try and raise as much money as possible through prizes, and I'm going to do a charity event, which will probably involve a quiz, but also something absolutely ridiculous, which me and Dan have discussed. But you, you can be, yes. kit, you, you can be kind of kit man for. Yes. 
Hey, good. Right, I've got the first. You've not seen some of these things that are going in the bungle, but I've got them here. I'm going to show you them off. We'll start. We'll start with with some of the smaller items. I've got four to go in. First of all, first of all is this. This, my friend, is a St. Johnson match attacks card signed by Carl Finnegan. <laughs> Don't ask me why. I seen it on eBay for ninety nine pence, and I thought that will do for the bungle. <laughs> See I forgot. I remember you buying that, and I actually totally forgot about it. Yeah, I forgot. It's kind of it's kind of very similar to the whole Step Brothers Randy Jackson signed Samurai sort of thing. But, <laughs> but yeah, a Carol Finnegan signed match attacks. It's a Saint Shiny of the badge, so it's pretty good. The next ones yeah. they're getting better. We've also got this signed picture of Stephen McLean, which I will get free. Nice. It's a small one, nice small. What size is that? A5, maybe A6 yeah. size photograph. Nice Normal shit. satisfied. I'm celebrating a goal signed by Stephen McLean. We've also got an El Paz signed mug. He's actually signed an El Paz instead of his usual EP, which is a nice thing. One of our Dogger Saints mugs signed by El Paz. And finally, from this week, we have got a signed Sean Rooney print there and framed from the League Cup final victory against uh, Livingston. And it's the celebration of him signing on his knees and he has signed it. Do you like that, Dan? I like it a lot. That's nice. And that's only the first four items going into the bungle. We have got some absolute top-notch money can't buy items going into that. And we are talking loads, loads and loads. And if you've if you got anything you want to throw into this raffle, we thought about maybe doing it one at a time or raffling each thing separately, but we just think we're just going to go big. We're going to go ballsy and do it all in one go. And in a couple of months' time, we all tell you how you get the chance to get your hands on all of the prizes. Has one winner, one winner only will win absolutely everything. And we'll deliver it in a big truck. My van, back of my van. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, I, I took that as sort of red. But <laughs> it's fantastic. It's going to be brilliant. It, as we say, it's all going towards a fantastic cause and something that's very, very close to our hearts. And yeah, it's, um, and we'll have a lot of fun with it along the way. We will, yeah. So we'll give you all the details as we come. But that's the first four items in El Paz signed mug, Stephen McLean signed picture, Sean Rooney signed cup final print. And a Carol Finnegan signed St. Johnson match attacks shiny badge, which I, I really want to keep. I've got quite attached to that. I've had that sitting on my my windowsill for about three months. I look at it every now and again and just smile and go, "He was he wasn't great. He wasn't a very good footballer." But he did sign a match attacks. What a guy! What a guy! Right, Dan, we're about at the halfway point of the show. In football, you would call that the half time. You would, and at halftime at McDermott, what you tend to get is a little bit cold, and sometimes you get little kids playing on the field having a wee kick about. And but in America, in American sports, you get all kinds of crazy chaos. You get cheerleaders with t-shirt cannons. But at the biggest sporting event of them all, the Super Bowl, you get what's called the halftime show. You got Janet Jackson getting her tit out. And um, this year, in Feb back in February, you had if you remember, it was they had Eminem, Dr. Dre. Mary J. Blige. Uh, who else was there? That was that was all. That was all kicking off. It was indeed a superb owl. <laughs> indeed, it was a superb owl. <laughs> I've I've just noticed that's what it's what it spells. I've never noticed that before. <laughs> a superb owl. Superb owl fifty three. I think it was. But imagine there was one in Canada to support. Think of all the best Canadian acts around. Not Crash Test Dummies or Katie Lang. They did not make the cut. Close your eyes. Think of yourself in a massive stadium with all your favorite Canadian musical artists doing their hits. And this is what you're getting. This is the Lynn Hogan produced Atlan and the Radio Dogger Saints halftime show supported by Flonix. Enjoy. It's been one week since you looked at me. Got so many times that I'm angry. Five days since you 
vacation in the heaven, yeah. Oh, you are my sunrise on the darkest day. Got me feeling some kind of way. Make me wanna savor every moment slowly, slowly. You fit me, tailor me, love how you put it on. Got the only key, know how to turn it on. The way you never lie, my ear, the only words I wanna hear. Baby, take it slow so we can last long. Despacito, quiero respirar tu cuello despacito. Deja que te diga cosas al oído. Para que me perdes si no estás conmigo. Despacito, quiero desnudarte besos despacito. Firmar las paredes de tu laberinto. Y hacer de tu cuerpo todo un manuscrito. What a treat. What do you mean at that gig? We should do an album because how many like montage songs have we done and so- halftime shows and stuff? Dogger Saints the album. I have the Flonic song on there. I'm going to make one copy and I'm going to stick it in the bungle. Yes. Oh, some 41 were Canadian. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, they didn't make the cut. No, they did not. Uh, there was Rightly a f- so. <laughs> there was a few that never made the cut. Uh, Celine Dion never made the cut either because basically it didn't fit the tone. All our songs. It's all coming back to me, might have made it just about, but uh, and neither did um, there was a few and never made it. Uh, Calorie Jepson, call me maybe that was a that was a close call. Oh, well, we move, we move on. I think it's time to go back to some World Cup action. How about that? I think you're correct, Sam. Now, I can't remember if you remember, but I went to Canada in the summer. Remember that? <laughs> oh, how could I forget? <laughs> 
I, I got into all things Canadian and American. I liked American things. You said that a lot. But Canada's very like America in a lot of ways. But imagine you were Scottish living there. And Scotland aren't in the World Cup. But if you lived in Canada, you've got a team to support. And you're in the thick of it in the country that's going on. So luckily, we've got somebody that's willing to speak to us. And we are going all the way to a place I know and love. We're going back to Toronto. Uh, we're going to speak to... Paul Harper from... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, have I just dived in too quickly here? Have you, did you go to Canada? I, I may have mentioned well, it once or twice. It? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm into baseball and stuff now as well. Well, you did, because I tell you every single week. And it was all down to one man, and we are delighted to be joined by a Scotsman living in Canada who's managed to follow the Canadian team while being in the heart of it himself. It's Today FM Breakfast Show DJ. It's Paul Harper. How are we? Hey, guys. How are you? That was a nice intro. Thanks. I've got a few pointers. I'm going to write them down and I'll send you them over. Please do. Yes. Um, is, 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 is there any <laughs> other... With trolls. Yeah. Is there any other kind of snippets of information you'd have liked us to insert it in there at the start? No, there's loads of stuff you could have said, but I'm glad you didn't. It's, uh, no, I think that was a, a nice intro. Uh, yeah. Hey, by the way, Dogger Saints goes international. It, do, like it. it does indeed. We've been in New York. We have, This is the most northernly I think we've been, I would say. Right. So but we're actually not. Here's the weird thing. I'm like Toronto uh, on the Meridian lines is in the same line as Madrid. So I'm actually south of you, but you'd think it was north. Why does Madrid not get really bad weather? <laughs> it well, does get cold, to be fair. When we, I'm an Aber Dan, I'm an Aberdeen fan. And when Aberdeen got Atletico oh. Madrid, maybe 15 years ago, we went to Madrid and all these dicks were getting off the plane in like shorts and t-shirt and stuff. And it was about minus 15. Yes. Folk cutting about what? in sombreros. <laughs> oh, I should have brought my jacket. It was what time fun. of year was it? Like November, December. Yeah, I remember the game. Yeah. But I couldn't. <laughs> it was still be warm in Aberdeen. So maybe there was certain climate time. <laughs> yeah, true enough, man. Before like the away end at Fitzaudry has its own microclimate that's just freezing all the time. <laughs> Fucking hot. I remember summer and froze my tits off. Remember we went and we seen you from across the other side because you were right up at the cage giving it plenty. I think he's won a 3-0 that day when we were up there. It was honking game that's, of football. That's one of my favourite um, places to stand at football is right at the fence. Um, but like they've tamed it down so much now. So even when it's, you know, Pirate Thistle or someone, there'll be about a thousand rocks steady between you and them. And there's just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when the old firm are in town or whatever, it used to be quite interesting. Yeah, good fun at all. Someone, sorry, sorry, before we start, someone someone last season offered me out through the fence <laughs> in the game where Stevie May scored late on some walk offered me out through the fence. Nice. I'll meet you outside. Yeah, yeah, he, he was giving it a hard seat outside. He did not. Man, look, so <laughs> Absolute shit. Before we crack on to talk about Canada, um, I have to talk about one thing. Obviously, we came to visit you during the summer and you got to spend time in the company of Lynn Hogan or Scotland's other Lynn, uh, what I'm trying to say, Lana Wolf. Lana. <laughs> I've never heard of Lana Wolf, sorry. Who's she? <laughs> <laughs> Me neither, pal. <laughs> Shambles. But there is a kind of striking resemblance between the two. <laughs> Do you know, I actually said to my wife um, yesterday, Oh, uh, Lana Wolf's done a new video and it's on uh, Pornhub. <laughs> and she just looked at me and said, why? Why are you telling me this? I said, oh, well, the boys were talking about it on the group chat. And she said, I'm your wife. I'm not in the group chat and walked away. 
Yeah, I, I do that every now and again. And I'm, I can't remember what we were watching. I was like, uh, oh, it was Bake Off. And in the first episode where they introduced all the contestants, I went, oh, there's the fit one this year. She went, what do you mean? Yeah. I was like, uh, I said, usually they have somebody a little bit of, eye, bit of eye candy for Paul Hollywood. I went, what do you mean by the fit one? I was like, absolutely done myself up like a kipper here. She went, you're not in a group chat. I'm here. I'm like, okay. But yeah, by the way, on do you see that clip that I sent it to Sam Dan? I'm sure you've seen it. If you know the noise that everyone's been getting like tricked with over the last six years, like the oh, yeah. oh noise, <laughs> right? So uh, you've probably seen, but they, they found the video that that came from. <laughs> and same thing, I said to Claire, "Oh my God, look at this! They found the video that the noise came from." And she looked at me and she was like, "For for the whole time that you've been playing that, I thought that noise was like a donkey." That was in distress. Like, no, <laughs> certainly not. But imagine being that. Studio. Imagine being that one guy that found that video, though. How how del- he must have just gone. Oh my god! It's, it's I've, I've heard that before. Yeah. Right. He's like looking for it everywhere. Oh. That excuse. I, I, I remember. Right. This is not going to reflect well on me telling this story. I can't believe this is the role this is taking so sort of soon. I've not but even talked about football yet. Former, well, I'm sort of going to talk about football. Former England goalkeeper Nigel Martin. It got discovered he liked one image, uh, liked one tweet. He had one tweet in his likes, and it was um, from a page of Come Shots Daily, right? <laughs> and I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, I've never seen that. One thing you like. Why am I why did they admit it then? Why do I admit it now? Nice. But we, yeah, we there's Let's a couple of ex St. Johnson football players. No, no, I stand. There's a couple of ex St. Johnson <laughs> football players that um if you go into their likes, they're they're just they're kind of a bit deviant. So that's kind of what you do now. If anybody's trolling you on Twitter, is go straight into their account, go in and see what they've liked and likes. see if they're absolute perverts. And just tear them out, do a couple of screenshots and go with it that way. Oh, I didn't know you liked the uh, you like that Asian woman's feet. <laughs> Stick in, my friend. <laughs> but Canada, <laughs> they're still in the World Cup, technically. Gear change, gear change. Yeah, um, so Canada in the World Cup. How is it being, obviously, Scotland aren't in it, but you obviously do have a team to support. Have you learned the anthem, first and foremost? Oh, yeah. Well, the, you know what's a neat thing is we moved here three years ago and the girls sing the anthem at school every day before uh, before their classes start. And like a Saved by the Bell, like their Mr. Belding comes on the speaker and they play the music and the thing. So we know the anthem. But it always feels a bit strange because I don't have a passport yet. Sing, I, I don't sing the anthem yet because I don't feel fully Canadian yet, but we get passports next year. So I was so excited to live in a country that's playing in the World Cup. Indeed, you're right. Hold on, here we go. It's a banger, to be fair. It's grown on me quite, the, quite a bit recently. Good tune. <laughs> we should remix it. Bring it a bit more, a bit more of a banger. I think it's get scooter on scooter involved. Yeah. See, um, <laughs> I was in the pub <laughs> watching the first. Why, why scooter? I, I was just thinking, I've no idea how I landed on scooter, but I've got a funny scooter story um, for oh, you later shit. on. <laughs> About the guy. Uh, no, it's just about one of his songs. During COVID, he released a song called Fuck 2020, and it's probably the funniest video I've ever seen. If you go to YouTube and watch it, he's just driving about in a van with flames coming out of the back of it. It's got no relevance to anything, but it's very, very funny. Fuck 2020. <laughs> Pretty much, that's how it went. By um, the way, how much is the fish? Remember that song? 
One pound fish. No, that's another guy, isn't it? Who was that guy? The Scooter, Scooter had a song called How Much Is The Fish. No way. Yeah. Didn't know that. Sorry, I've interrupted your story, which is football relevant there. Um, I can't remember what it was going to be. You went to the pub to watch the I'd first game. I'd rather talk about Scooter. Oh, right, <laughs> you know, then when the anthem comes on, it was just, that's what they're all saying, like, what's it like watching a game in Scotland compared to this? And I was like, honestly, everyone would be wrecked. <laughs> this was there was all people there in like work clothes and it was a really nice setup and everyone watched the game and um you know Canada came pretty close with that penalty miss in the first game this came back to haunt and then uh all right lost the first game you go well playing a really good team and second you know Croatia are a damn good team as well and I was thinking again after Canada went one nil up first ever goal in a World Cup, they've scored. Big moment. Uh, it's only their second ever World Cup. Right, it was a great moment. Of course, it's Alfonso Davies. And he's got an amazing story about it. He came here from Africa as a refugee when he was a young boy. And it's sort of the Canadian dream. You know, Canada's been built on, obviously, First Nations, Indigenous people that lived here. And, and, and if you're not Indigenous and, and First Nations, then you've come from somewhere else. And there's so many... Every country in the world is represented in this city. That's what we love so much about it. So it was a magical story that Alfonso Davies scored. And for that two minutes, it was awesome. And then it felt a bit sort of Scotland, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was it kind of almost like the net. It's like they almost scored too early and just kind of just annoyed them. It was like right. poking the beehive. And then just after that... Um, Do you I, know I, what it was like? It was exactly like... It, it was Croatia. It was like that Euros game last year. Remember when McGregor equalised? Oh, Scotland, yeah. Just before half time, Scott, yeah, the Scotland game against Croatia, and then it just seemed to really piss off Luka Modric, <laughs> who turned in a bit of a game. Yeah, yeah, he, he just had the best best forty five minutes I've ever seen a footballer ever have. Yeah, but the thing so. with Canada, would it be fair to say is that they've obviously come a long, long way from to get there, but they're still a wee bit away from where they they want to be. I think that it's more. You know, you don't really get to play against like only the USA and Mexico would be the best teams that you would play against in the CONCACAF um, qualifiers, right? So all of a sudden to play Belgium and then Croatia, you know, that's just like such a test. But, you know, next World Cup's going to be Mexico, the US and here. So we get another bite at uh, World Cup in four years. And um, here is now more of a soccer quote unquote i hate calling it that um, country than it than it was before but it, you know i said on the radio uh today we're recording this on the monday i said oh, it doesn't matter about the world cup this is a hockey country anyway and they're all like yeah that's right paul we don't need the soccer <laughs> what's like, that all about aside, you know well yeah sorry about that they um it's a real shame because there's so many people from like we've got a massive italian community here with that's someone at my front door. I don't know if you heard that noise there. The ring doorbell on the Dogger podcast. Um, yeah, there's like so many Italians live here that uh, we're looking to for someone else to support. There's so many Portuguese, there's so many Croatians, which was kind of rough for Canadian uh, Croatian households I bet. Uh, during that game. And like Ukraine, honestly, like you see, you just hear hundreds of car horns and you're like, what the hell is that? And it's a parade of, you know, I know they're not in it, but I, I just say it because I drove through a little Macedonia today. Hundreds of Macedonian fans <laughs> or whatever, like a random country that you wouldn't expect there would be thousands of people from, but there are. 
you know. Nice. Um, but that's what can that's what I thoroughly enjoyed about Canada. It's like there is ever is that is Toronto going to be one of the host cities for the World Cup in twenty twenty six? Yes, the BMO Field where Toronto FC plays is going to have four. Shall I put you down for staying with us? I think so. Yep, book me in for that <laughs> one. Um, let's talk about Toronto and the football, the soccer scene in Canada. Um, what are the crowds like? Because it gets up. I'm putting under the same branches like American because of the, the league they're in. Um, the whole fight and win kind of aspect of um, the support is that kind of how it goes. No, I wish we'd gone. Sam and I went to baseball, Dan. I, I know that he's mentioned to you a few times. Yeah. Um, was it one though? Um, yeah, but the line was too big. So we, we've got expensive ones, but then they they tried to charge us hard, but it never worked. So Free hot dogs for all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, TFC is good, you know. Well, they're not. They're, they're at, on the pitch, they're terrible. And they just signed Insigne. Who's like a still in you know not over the hill yet uh, by any stretch of imagination. But the problem is the rest of the team was a bit sort of uh, rank again this season. But like crowd wise, they'll always get twenty thousand. The maximum I think that place can hold twenty eight. And um, no, it's it's really good because like I said, it's Portuguese, Italians, Croatians, um, Turkish. You know, all bringing their atmosphere to the TFC game, so it's pretty solid. Nice. Um, the the Belgian game itself uh, yesterday. Did you watch it? See the commentary on it. Is it like is it Canadian? Are they just been were they just being overly nice about the Croatians, or was it American commentary where they're they're just trying to shoehorn in like hockey and football references? The, Stephen Caldwell um, is on the TSN on the the uh, sports coverage here because of course he is. He played for. He played for Toronto, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they also randomly had... Um, oh my, Kevin Kilban was on it uh, for some <laughs> random reason. But, uh, but I, I actually, yesterday, the, the Belgian game, I watched it, but I had the American Fox Sports, and they kept on talking about um, the ball being... What was it? Canada were doing really great on the 18th. And I was thinking like the 18th, what? And I think he meant the penalty box. <laughs> From the 18 yard line. <laughs> yeah, the 18th. Canada's dominating the 18th. Like the what? The what? Great goal in the head volley in the end zone for Alfonso Davis. Into the ball bag. <laughs> it's like that, it's like that American soccer guy on Twitter. Yeah, but literally it's real life and that's what it was like. Nice. Do you know what they? They um, I've I've actually been watched watched around all the. Uh, who did I see? Robert Perez and Wayne Rooney were doing the TV for India. Go and have a look and see if you've got like other channels. Flick through and see the random folk that are on in the different. I think it was Sol Campbell doing Indian TV as well. Like all these folk, just randomly pop up. It's a brilliant. Uh, I remember seeing one on. I think I can't remember what like Arab TV show it was, but they all had the full gear on and in the middle of them was Teddy Sheringham just sitting there not having a clue what the fuck was going on. <laughs> it's, always, it's always great to see. Pounds. Yeah, just sit there and just just nod and smile and stuff. It's just a bit random that Kevin Colban would be talking about. I don't know what the connection would be. I don't know. Hang on, I'm looking it up. <laughs> Kevin Colban girlfriend picture. He moved to Canada to be on TSN. 
during the Euros. Oh, nice. Oh, well. But anyway, there's one more game for Canada to go against Morocco, who you thought might have been the easier game on paper compared to the last World Cup finalist and a semi-finalist. But they had a great result against Belgium. But what will they want to go out and do? Will they field some of the players that haven't played to give them a run out? Or they, what, will they stick out their first team and hope for... Um, Hope to, to hope to get a victory or a point on the board at least. What do you reckon? Right. Well, I think you've got to go for it, haven't you? Um, but what, this, you're allowed five subs. I tell you, it would be so shit if you travelled to the World Cup. You got a ticket for this Morocco game. Now it means absolutely nothing if the team was to come out and not try. No, I think that they'll go for it. They got it because the next time Canada's playing in a World Cup, touch wood, it's going to be in in uh, Toronto or or it's Toronto and Vancouver. Go. I think they have to go for it. It's just such a, it's a bit Scotland, isn't it? It's just sort of build up, build up, build up. Oh, is that it? You know what I mean? Yeah, usual, isn't it? Just, well, following Scotland yeah. all your days, it's kind of, kind of used to the disappointment, though. It won't, it won't be a new kind of feeling for you, surely. That's what Claire, my wife, said to me, like, you could have supported any teams. Why are you stuck with TFC, who finished bottom of the MLS division? And like Canada, to be fair, has been a great buzz. That I went to a couple of the qualifiers, and it was really good. Like you know, I cared about it. It was awesome. But it, it was, my mate actually texted me from he's South Africa. How's this for a random? He's was born in uh, Durban, South Africa, then moved to East Kilbride, uh, <laughs> but supports um, St Mirren, but now lives just outside Toronto. And he texted me during the game yesterday. Hang on, here's exactly what you said, and this was kind of so right. He said that Canada goal was lovely, but it's just depressed me. Scotland will likely never do something like that. When will Scotland fans be able to jump about mental having seen their team score a brilliant goal against the brilliant team in the World Cup? And I just uh, replied, yeah, thanks for depressing me, mate. Let's jump on the moose shagger bandwagon. We deserve <laughs> And then, of course, by the time I texted that, like it was 1-1 one, one or something. But, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a shame. Like, I love the Canadians, but it, you kind of go, I wish Scotland could do that. I know, but looking on the bright side with the, the whole Canada thing at the start there, um, they did get their goal early on, so they did have a... It was probably meant more than if they scored when they were 4-0 down. In the last kick of the game, they got a goal back. Getting a goal right at the start right. kind of gave you maybe a bit of false hope, but it did give you something to cheer and celebrate. Honestly, I think, as, as Dan said, like it just pissed off Croatia. And I, I remember thinking, like, we've got to get to halftime at 1-0. Got to get to halftime. And then, just like the, the first game against Belgium, just before halftime, sucker punch. Usual. But, again, we are hardwired to just accept it. We follow shit football teams. Uh, Aberdeen and St. Johnston, uh, not, well, maybe Aberdeen, but St. Johnston's are okay. Um, Paul, it's been well, abs- By the way, the one more thing I forgot to say to you, they kept on also saying on the TV um, how many, um, like, how we're winning at shots. <laughs> That's <laughs> not a thing. Not a thing. Yeah, what? We've had, like, yeah, we've had, like, 15 shots. And I was like, doesn't it matter? Have you seen some of the random the stats that are coming up on the bottom? Of the I don't know if you get it as well, but on our graphics, we get some of the most obscure stats coming through now. It's like interventions in midfield play and stuff. They're like, and it gives you a list of the players that have, like, when was this a thing? I think it's because those graphics go to the world, right? And that's the stuff that they're more interested in, in like shot, like possession and random stuff like that. That, you know, I just want to see, you know, I just want to score the goal. I don't care if we've got. I honestly don't have care. You, have you seen the new possession yeah. stats where it's like they give you like yeah. one team's had 50%, one team's had 30 and 10% is just going to nothing, which is really odd. Where's the ball for that 10%? Well, this is it. We have no idea. In transit. 
So it must <laughs> some nerd must be calculating the amount of time it spends going between players. That was my, one of my jobs one time when I was starting in radio and I'd worked in Aberdeen and I had to count all the throw-ins, corners, and whatever it was for, it was for um, the paper that then got used by the bookies. Nice. So there is so people could have nobbled the system. <laughs> could, have, could have indeed nobbled this. Um, imagine working for Opta and your job was to find out how many times a ginger manager had beaten Man United away from home or something like that. Imagine that was your existence. <laughs> Just, what a gig. Honest to God, where do you start? Moyes, Shrakken, I don't know where you'd start with that one, but there must be somebody out there that does that. Just going, because it feeds these commentators all the kind of stats on the go. It's just unbelievable. Wild, eh? Wild indeed. But, Paul, you enjoy the match coming up. Hopefully, Canada will make the country. They were already made the country proud by being there, but I hope they kind of get over the line and get some points on the board. And, and we'll see you over there in 2026. I will be there. Don't move house. Make Definitely. Sure. Imagine a Scotland, Canada in the World Cup would be awesome. Hey, Dan, nice to meet you, Sam. See you again. Perfect. Thanks again, Paul. Thanks yeah, again, buddy. Nice to meet you, Paul. You Cheers, man. See ya. Bye-bye. See you, mate. Thanks, guys. Well, that went exactly as I expected it to go. Right, chaos from the word go. Yeah, hell of a nice fella. Yeah, uh, and that could be a new talking point. So if there's any um, time you've ever said anything to your wife or partner that should have stayed in a group chat, do let us know. Yeah, shame yourself on a regional Scottish football podcast. <laughs> but we are international. We are international. Yeah, if you want to do anything else and you need some advice on things you could be doing, I know just the guy, somebody that does things, Dan. Don't know if you know him. I might, I might, I might be aware of him. Uh, there's a guy that goes by the name of Charlie King. Charlie the King King. Charlie the King King. And he likes to do things. And we like to find out what things he's been up to. Let's find out what he's been up to right now. It's Charlie King. How are we? How are we? Not too bad at all. How was your... Well, we'll, we'll ask about your delicious meal in a minute. How's it going? You good? All right, mate. Just uh, just came in the door there, so I'm just getting just getting organised. Rachel's not home yet, so yeah, a wee bit of peace and quiet to get myself organised. Lovely. You're coming through crystal clear tonight as well, which is very nice. You must have been. You you just came in. You must have been out doing a thing. What have you been doing? I've, I just took uh, and I must I must give the the girls a wee mention as well because I got pelters earlier on for them. So I've had my my two daughters. I get them on a couple of nights a week. So. Mirren and Jesse took them out for a bit of scran and I they fancied fancied spoons, so we went into spoons and enjoyed the wee meal together, so it was bro. Oh, love I do like a so spoon. I'll get them I do yeah, it's it's cheap and cheerful, eh? You can what you're getting, but now nah, they enjoy it. We know they're we know they're gonna eat it, so um yeah, we shout out today too for, for continuing to put a smile on my face and keep me on my toes. So good on the two of them. Well done, Jesse and Mirren. So last time we spoke to you a couple of weeks back, you were going down at the Christmas lights and you're away to do a trail run. How did they both go? Uh thoroughly enjoyed it. It was good at cracking me day out for the for the switch on. It was nice to see Per so busy to be fair. Um thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. Every restaurant was was mobbed as we walked past the the streets themselves were, were mobbed. Um Cascada didn't let anybody down, she was superb, <laughs> so um that <laughs> was, was a brilliant me night. What songs did she do? Oh god, she's got many bellers eh? and I can't even rattle them off the top of my head. Oh, I can't even rattle them off, but there's aye, there's loads of them. Loads of them. The place was jumping literally in front of us, like all around us. Everybody, older men, young kids, everybody jumped about daft. Big, big fan of that. One thing as well that I know you did, because we were with you, is you came down to watch the Canada-Croatia game at the Dogger. What yeah. a treat that was. In yeah. your loungewear as well. <laughs> Chilling out, eh? <laughs> um, certainly wasn't expecting it. Um, so when I seen 
when I seen it was happening, I thought, yeah, we're going to, I'll speak to Rachel and see if she fancied it. So, yeah, we weren't, we weren't exactly dressed for the occasion, but it wasn't going to put us down. I had a, had a crack in the afternoon with everybody. Um, good few scoops. A wee bit worse for wear this morning, but it was bro. Whose doorbell was that going off? That was mine. I'm just going to the doorbell now, you see. Oh, it's Rachel. <laughs> there she is. Hi. Oh, so I did. Sorry. I know, because I was on the phone to the boys. Sorry. So Charlie King yeah, is doing a thing live on the show. He's answering the door. <laughs> I'd, I'd locked the gate so she couldn't get in the back door. And then she was trying, I noticed she was phoning me at the time um, while I was on the phone to you. But um, she's been standing outside for 10 minutes freezing. Charlie King dinging his missus to speak to the dogger boys. Sorry. You are on the couch tonight, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> So, what have you got coming up? We've got two weeks until we speak to you again. What, what's going to be happening? Tell me, I'm fucking excited to know. Tell you, I've got a, I've got a good one next weekend. I've got an annual Christmas night out with the boys back in Edinburgh. So, like I say, Marco and Kieran will be there. Kieran always comes through for it as well, um, along with all the guys that we grew up with. So, we've got that on Saturday. They're all meeting at about twelve o'clock during the day. But I'll be at football, so I'll meet them about half past five. I think, and uh, no doubt the grass market somewhere. So, um, looking forward to that. Yes. A good few scripts for the boys. And just whatever else, whatever else kind of tickles my fancy during the week, we'll see. As you do, you went to the Saints game on Saturday. How was that? It was it was actually a very good wee game. Um my assistant um at Tincastle, his son was uh, the goalie for Falkirk, so we were always going to go along and watch it. Um but unfortunately he got he got injured in the warm-up, so he couldn't play. It was a shame. But Saints played really well. Good young team, very good young team. And it was a decent wee crowd there as well at AstroTurf. Aye, fair play to them and good luck to them going forward. Brilliant. And what about your good lady? What's she up to? What are your plans? <laughs> she doesn't really. She's done a wee Pilates class tonight. Stick her on. Stick her on. Oh, <laughs> Hello. Hi, Rachel. How Hi, are Rach. you? I'm not bad. How are you? Very well, thanks. So this is part of our new feature. It's uh, Rachel Visit uh, taking a visit. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody's interested in that. I think... I beg to differ, Rachel. I beg to differ. <laughs> So you visited the club yesterday. Where were you before that? Let us know. We went to that brewery place on Princess Street. It was very nice. And then we went to visit you guys. Indeed. And what did you have for your tea last night? <laughs> Chips and curry sauce. You you promised us something Spanish. <laughs> yeah, but we ended up that late that we didn't have time to go get anything Spanish. So we kind of just scrapped that idea. We have to speak to you. We have to thank you for coming up with the whole concept of Charlie King doing a thing. Um, but I've noticed you've only got like 25 followers on Twitter. How's that a thing? I'm okay with that. Are you I'm sure? all right with that. Are you not want to go <laughs> <Yeah>. viral? <laughs> no, definitely not. There's too much pressure. <laughs> I don't want the pressure. <laughs> How was Pilates tonight? It was very good. Good. Have you got- your old lady Pilates? <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I never said such a thing. I'm not going to be listening up. You get mistaken for being 16, so... Well, I know, that was only once and that was okay. <laughs> you can live with that. How old are you, Rachel, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> I will be 32 on Monday. Of course it is, and then Christmas can start. Yes, and then Christmas can start. There's rules. There is, yeah. We're not allowed to start celebrating Christmas until Rachel has her birthday. And what thing are you doing for your birthday? Probably not. I'm probably going to go to work. (laughs) This has totally lost the run of itself, this feature. I feel like there's not really much public interest in what I'm up to, to be honest, and I'm okay with that. Do you think there's any public interest in what me and Dan have to say every week? Well, there's more interest in that than what (laughs) I've got to do. We've thoroughly enjoyed finding out where you're going to visit, uh, and it turns out it's work, which we can yeah. love with that. We can love with that. I'm so sorry. No, not to I should have, if, I'd, if I'd known in advance, I maybe would have thought of something, but... We were kind of throwing you on the spot here a little bit. 
bitch, I'll, so I'll apologize. I know, I've just walked in my front door and had the phone thrust at me. <laughs> Thank God it was just the phone. And on that note, you have a lovely day. If, if we don't speak to you beforehand, have a lovely birthday and we'll, we'll speak to Charlie oh, before you. we go. Okay, John, Charlie back. Go stick him on. All right, boys. Yeah, this is this has turned into the carnage we expected. <laughs> Love it. Who have Ten Castle FC got on Saturday? We are at home to Broxburn, so big game for us. Um after not not a good few weeks through just injuries, holidays, getting players back fit. So and then obviously I had the wee break at the weekend, which I think will do do everyone us everyone else the world of the good. So we'll come back on Tuesday night looking forward to Saturday's game. Brilliant. And we very much look forward. We want pictures from your night out on Saturday as well. Please uh, get it get it to the boys oh, and we'll sure get them we'll, uploaded. I'm sure we'll get something done, no bother at all. What a guy. And as always, it's been an absolute pleasure checking in to see what you're up to, what things you've been up to, Charlie King. Hero. Superb, and we will see you again very, very shortly, my friend. Oh, boys, thanks again. Thanks again, man. Catch you later on. See you, lads. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that got out of hand, Dan. Uh, It's gone. It's lost the run of itself already. (laughs) Two episodes. Two episodes in. But he's doing lots of things. He's celebrating Rachel's birthday. He's going out in the piss with Kieran uh, McInespy and Mark McCulloch, which will be chaos. Yeah. In in unrelated news, we're going out out in Edinburgh. (laughs) Now we are. (laughs) Yeah. He's... um, Oh, I mean, nah, he's, he's a fascinating human being. He does a lot of things. Does what a guy. What a guy. What's the shop? Club shop of shame. What's the shop? Club shop of shame. What's the shop? Shame. What's the shop? Shame. The club shop of shame is back. It's been, it seems like a lifetime since we've did a club shop of shame. Where have you seen ridiculous items from a football club? What have they been selling? How crap is it? We have been, we've had everything from the Stadrone pool cleaner to the cornhole game. I can't remember which, which team that was. Orlando. Orlando, but I was at, uh, when I was in Canada, <coughs> excuse me, I don't know if you remember about when did I went to Did you go to Canada. Canada? I did go to Canada. It's like a World Cup special. I'm going to mention this quite a bit. They had cornhole set up at some kind of rib fest I was at. They had cornhole games all over the camp. <laughs> I remember you got to a thing called rib fest and you just texted me very excited. Like, I'm going to a thing called rib fest. Yeah, ribs everywhere. I went. We went to us all. The company was called Billy Bones and they, they did. Yeah, it was just a full rack of ribs and I picked the first one up and it just, the bones slid out. It was honest to God. That's what you are. Honest to God. It was brilliant. But anyway... If our football club sell, sell uh, ribs, they would not be in the club shop of shame. It'd be in my belly. But what are we dealing with this week? Well, as it's the proper return of club shop of shame, and not just us wittering on about stuff we're hocking, it's the proper return. We've got a Rangers. Of course. They have hocked just... the winner of the award for the worst item last season, the Strawberry Ferguson Vape Oil. <laughs> Forgot about that. Right, so, oh shit, I've just said it wrote this. Right, so, we've all seen what it is. We all know what it is, right. But imagine your team's playing in Europe and you get, quite frankly, spanked by seven goals to one at home. You'd keep your head down about it, wouldn't you? Particularly, you know, if you're a club, to be fair, the Statue of Rangers and... You know, the history involved there and all that. You you probably keep your head down and just not mention it again. Well, Rangers, though. Rangers saw fit to sell a print of their 7-1 
shellacking at the hands of Liverpool. That, so this was back in, well, no, that wasn't this month. Must have been last month, Yeah. the game. Anyway, now I'm going to do this a little bit differently because obviously we were on um, we were on hiatus at the time, so we couldn't really go into this. And Rangers have since taken down or taken the print off sale because well, we'll get into why. So I thought because there's loads of like articles about it, <laughs> there's loads of articles about it being taken down on like the nationals. But I thought I'll go on the Glasgow Evening Times, so I'll go local, and then I realised I just I have. Aiden Smith's face sort of staring back at me. Because <laughs> uh, obviously they must be involved with a Herald group. So Aiden, who is a friend of the show, uh, Aiden's actually a pal of ours who we do take great pleasure in sort of claiming he's not. Um, yeah. The panoramic image is available for supporters to buy via their official frame picture store. No, it's not. Right. The new picture has gone down like a lead balloon on Twitter with supporters questioning why the club are making such a, a marking, sorry, such a heavy European defeat. So what we're going to go through, why have you got specs on? I don't know, I just want to see if you'd notice. And you, you look like oh. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, they're the Jeffrey Dahmer specs. Jeez! <laughs> Are they lids? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, so we're going to have to do this a little differently. So I'm just going to read out all the Rangers fans' reactions. Hmm. One fan wrote, because I wanted to be reminded of that game. Yeah, all right, fair, fair. Yeah. A second post said, the board really need to start reading the room and understanding what the fans feel. That's very, that's very, you know, very measured, very fair. Third tweeted, whoever it was who decided to release this should be called to clear their desk. Maybe a, maybe a stern word in the ear would have been, um, you know, would be more appropriate. But uh, anyway, there we go. You can tell they're getting angrier and angrier. I'm going to come to a fourth and final comment on this. That would look nice hanging in my read the fucking room. <laughs> nice. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to work out because if we're on about prints and European games, if we cast our minds right back to the start of the season where Dundee United, so Dundee United released a print of them, of the lineup from them beating, or the lineup photo from when they beat Altmar at Sanadice. Don't get me wrong, great result. Absolutely brilliant result. The issue was they released it, you know, in between the first and second legs yeah. and they got beat 7-0 away in the second leg. Yeah, for pre-order, which they weren't going to be able to get it until after. Yeah. After they were it. already out of Europe, yeah. So what I want to know is, we might put this to a poll. We're going to do a poll. Which is funnier? Rangers just flat out releasing a print of a game where they've been punted 7-1 or Dundee United getting a bit giddy and coming in the pants a little bit too soon. <laughs> Both are having, pretty funny. Having won one nil and then got a sh- <laughs> and then got shipping sec shipping seven in the second. Easy for me to say. Shipping seven in the second leg. Anyway, so that's what we'd like to know. But it is the club shop of shame. So we have the litmus test. Was it necessary? <laughs> no. <laughs> Releasing a print of a game where you've been battered seven one is absolutely not necessary. And the most ready behaviour going. <laughs> is it good? Have Rangers ever released anything that's, you know, sort of good? No. Even their own fans wouldn't go for this one. Would you like the price? I would like the price. I genuinely don't know what the price of this is. Do you want know to hazard a guess? The Dundee one was, I can't remember, it was 40 quid. Rangers, if it was a beat-in, 30 quid. 50. Half a ton. Oh, Rangers. Plus postage and packaging. Rangers, Rangers, Rangers. They never learn. And I mean, to be fair, 
this feature would have probably died on its arse after about week two, were it not for Rangers. So <laughs> keep doing what you're doing, babies. But yeah, dreadful. Absolutely dreadful and thoroughly deserving of being in the club shop machine. Thanks to everybody who managed to send that in to us. Uh, it's one we couldn't ignore because um, everybody sent it in. So it's an absolute beauty. But if you've seen something, let us know. But if you need an example of what to look out for, Dan's going to make something up up in the spot. Go for it, Dan. Sam, you're wrong. <laughs> I thought about this earlier and I've done it. <laughs> nice. I've got it. And it's very simple. Very, very simple. It consists of just eight words. Oh, nice. Handy compendium. The best of the banter. <laughs> nice. Say no more. I wasn't intending to, apart from two words. Three words. Boom! Get it! <laughs> I thought about this the other day, actually, when I was lying in my bed, about fun new features. One could be best, like basically a like a banter post of the week kind of thing, just some of the nonsense. One of the, my favourite one was the woman who was absolutely disgraced that they, they bought a sticker book, World Cup sticker book for their child, and they were laughing now. They might have got Wetherspoon in the first packet, and then it was an absolute disgrace that he wasn't in it. It wasn't in the sticker book, considering he wasn't in the squad for a whole year, <laughs> and the sticker book came out in June. I was like, but it was a disgrace, apparently. Yeah, yeah, quite the thing. Anyway. Yes, let's move on. Let's talk about St. Johnson before we go. We are back on the 17th of December. My voice is going, so let's wrap this up fairly sharply. Is it your birthday? Huh? Oh, yeah, it's Ross County away, isn't it? And it's £28 again. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I'm not going. No, that's a nonsense figure, isn't it? I'm not, I'm not trolling my arse up to Dingwall for 28 quid a week before Christmas. I'll probably go. Anyway, <laughs> let me think. Right, so 28 quid. Ridiculous price, regardless of venue and game but especially because it's in Dingwall week before Christmas. They never learn, did they? Like, they just never learn. And I, I keep thinking something's going to give. Like, something's going to give. But it won't. It, 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 like, it won't. And I'm sadly sort of resigning myself to the fact that clubs just learn. They're happier taking a bigger price for a smaller number of people being there rather than realising, A, you charge a lower price, more people are going to turn up and you're probably going to get more money anyway. And also over a long period of time. And also if you try to sell a product, it looks a little bit better if you've got a full ground. So right. you've got, there's knock on monetary effects there. I mean, you know me, I'm not exactly sort of Mr. Money, but I'm a public sector worker. I don't know about business and all that, but it doesn't take a lot to work that out. I don't know. I mean, you just look at the two best attended games outside of the League Cup semi-final that we've been to over the last few years, and it cost us five quid and ten quid. Yeah, that's it. Like it cost everyone five quid and ten quid. Yeah. Drop the prices. And, both Hibs, and you got to give Hibs the due there. The, and I do hope that there'll be some... I know Saints do a really good deal with the kids and stuff like that, but I would hope that, you know, something will be in the pipeline to reciprocate Hibs because... Only twice now. Yeah, I think they do it for us because we do such a good deal on them. But one thing we can't yeah. blame, Rigoski, is that I'm not going to. Can't believe they're charging up prices being up there. It's not their fault they're in based in Dingwall. We can't throw that. At no, them it's not. No, but, and you can't pin the fact that it's just all factors in it. You can't pin, you know, the fact that trains are bloody expensive as well on county, or the fact that fuels 
bloody expensive as well. And it's a pain in the ass to get to on county. Yeah, it's just 28 quid. The problem, the problem they've got is they lie about their attendance. I've noticed this. I've talked about this at so many games that look smaller attendance. St. Mirren do it. Kilmarnock do it. Ross County yeah. are the worst for it, where you look at the crowd, it's tiny little stadium and I went, the crowd of official attendance is five and a half thousand. I went, how? How is this five and a half thousand? And County then, were averaging nine. Officially averaging nine for a while. Absolute piss. And you look at my damage, which looks busier than them all, and their attendance is about two, two and a half. Yeah. Crazy. It is crazy. But you know what? I mean, we'll be back to talk about them before they did come back. So you just got to hope. Hope it's more of the same, really. They've just got to get going again. And strange having... It's strange. I think this second half of the season is just going to come totally thick and fast. Yeah. Like, properly, properly thick and fast. So, um, yeah. Because, obviously, I've had five weeks. It'll be five weeks without a game. The league's quite interesting again this season. Nobody's really cut adrift. There's no Dundee. Or, actually, to be fair, there's no Dundee and no Saints from last season. So, the, the globe's just massive. I, I don't know. I think they've still got to be... I think they should be aiming for top six, but... I'd just be happy not to get involved in any sort of nonsense this year. I think so. I think we'll be all right this year, but we've come to the end of the episode. World Cup special. We've managed to actually talk about Saints-related stuff even when there's been no games for two weeks before or after the podcast. Well done, us. Oh, we've, we've watched it. We've um, flogged the dead horse there, really. Padded out yeah. with eight minutes of Canadian music. Yeah, we did pad that out in certain places. <laughs> um, and obviously, you know, into the last round of World Cup, fixtures um i think most of perth has been keeping out on canada you know when folk haven't been too busy putting iranian flags or you know american flags or uh, welsh flags for reasons known only to themselves into the twitter bios um good banner lads <laughs> um anyway so i actually like i care about the england team i just really don't um but yeah obviously last round of fiction we got yeah, we've all been keeping out on Canada. I thought they were lucky against Belgium. Yeah, very unlucky against Belgium. Sure. Belgium honking. Yeah, and it turned out they're still honking because they got absolutely battered by Morocco. But this episode, this podcast is going to date very, very quickly because who knows what's going to happen in two days' time when Canada go their final match. But we have to, before we do anything else, we have to thank the fine people, Daniel at Flonix again for making all this absolutely possible for us to do between him sponsoring the show and you lovely, lovely people going to www.doggersaints.myspreadshop.co.uk. I actually seen that there was this couple of nights before somebody bought one of the cushions and it looked lovely. He said it was lovely quality. Oh, that's good. Tell you what I've got. Hold on. The hoodie. No, it's not the hoodie. Oh, the, the, <laughs> I've got you, have become, you have become fond of those hats. I do, I don't, I, I didn't like a hat now, but I'm growing my hair out a little bit and I feel it covers up the absolute mop that's underneath it, so. Very good. Yeah, so get yourself something nice for Christmas on there. There's pretty much everything. There's loads of Giorgio Boyle. We've sold Chili Care stuffs on there. Um, you need length, you need width and you need depth. Thanks, Shelly. There's Giorgio Boyle stuff do. on there. Yeah, you're right, you do. Uh, but also, thanks, as I said before, to Daniel at Flonix. Uh, go to his online auction uh, to help his wife at ashleylam.co.uk or if you just want to give some money to them, uh, you can just go to their Just Giving page, which is justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunder forward slash ashley-lam. We will put the link up in our uh, description of the episode. Uh, and do you want to finish with the Flonix song, Dan? Why not? Lovely stuff. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
F-L-O, N-I-X. If you can't spell it, Guidi will instead. It's Flonix and they do IT solutions that I think are nice. So if you IT needs a men, then Flonix are your friends and they support the doggers with pride. Take care out there, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Do you have time to sing a goodbye song before you go? Always been. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon I know. Goodbye.